everybody, what's going on? It's your girl Tiffany E of Down for the Count. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we'd like to welcome you back to our show. So this week we have a very special guest. His name is Doc Wrestling, but we just call him Doc. Follow him on Instagram at Dr. Underscore Wrestling, where you can get all the wrestling tea you need from the funny to the actual match coverage to even giving you some of the juice, honey, some of the tea that be going on with wrestlers, whether it's people getting released or new people getting signed. Docs has you on all that content. So make sure you follow him on Instagram or you can get some of that content from us. Follow us on Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast or follow us on Twitter at Down for the Count 19. You won't be disappointed. Now, this week's episode is going to feature a full recap. SmackDown, Raw, NXT, NXT UK, AEW, NWA Power, as well as MLW. Whoo! We come running all the wrestling this week. Besides that, it is Black History Month, so we are going to be highlighting some Black History in wrestling, as well as some African American wrestlers, and we're also going to cover some more mm, topics. We're going to talk about the Naomi debacle that happened with her return, that caused us to go after Brian Alvarez with a vengeance, and of course, we're going to cover the more recent news with Ryback. All of this is going to be split up over the next couple of episodes, so without further ado, let's dive right into this week's episode of Down for the Count. everybody welcome back to the down for the count podcast i'm girl tiffany e and we've got alexis and nicole will be coming in later and then we got a special guest we got doc wrestling from instagram okay we're we're, we're expanding <laughs> <laughs> say hi doc hey everybody <laughs> all right we're gonna focus on the black history in wrestling okay we're not just gonna talk about mark henry and you know, New Day and the current and past stars of WWE. There are more wrestlers who are African-American who wrestled in the early stages and in the present day of wrestling. So we're going to try to cover as much history as possible this month when it comes to wrestling. We're also going to talk about some current things that have happened, situation with Naomi and Brian Alvarez, and we're going to cover the Ryback situation, which isn't necessarily black history. It's just something to talk about so we're gonna do what we always do we cover raw smackdown aew and nxt we're gonna try and cover them all if we can't you know you can always go back and watch it on hulu it's there <laughs> so <laughs> try but there's a lot of wrestling that goes on and we only have short amount of attention spans so <laughs> exactly. yeah <laughs> so i watched monday night raw this week we are aware <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of screaming. And um, pretty much the biggest thing that happened to me, of course, was the Edge and Randy Orton situation. Liv had a bang-out match with Lana. And anything else is up in the air. What did you think of uh, of Raw, Doc? Did you think that the Edge and they're building up this Edge and Randy thing like perfectly by you know having Orton attack them and all that. Do you think honestly, I like that. I like that segment. I personally think that's the, now the best storyline going in WWE because just that build up like that segment was just so strong and it's gonna like lead to great storytelling because Randy did really good heel work. Like he got the crowd engaged, he got social media engaged, and 
got people like more behind edge and like super mad at him like what are you doing be careful of his neck and i think in a way this feud can be kind of randy needs this because randy i feel like has lost himself over the past couple of years and so i think this feud can be kind of be something that like builds him back up to be like that monster heel that he used to be now the rumor is they want to do this at the Saudi show coming up. Oh, I don't want to see I that. warned you. But I think because they're actually wanting to do this storyline right, they're gonna save it for Mania. Yes, they should. Well, okay. Well, they got two options. All right. Um. If you want people to watch the Saudi show, which from my understanding, they don't always have good track record with the Saudi show in terms of us watching it and being a part of it. If you want people to watch the Saudi show, you're going to put this match on the Saudi show. But if I know Paul Heyman, he wants this match at WrestleMania. And it's going to take some time to do that. So if you're going to play this out like Edge really got injured from him attacking him like that, we're not going to see Edge for a while. Randy's going to talk a lot and, of course, build this up. But if they're going to have this at Saudi, then you'll see Edge in, I say, a week or so. Because mm-hmm. Saudi's on the 27th of February, I think. Uh, so are they having a pay-per-view this month, then? I do the believe they are on the 27th, I believe. Yeah, so. that's the Saudi show. And they're having NXT TakeOver Portland, which I think is next week, or the week of the 16th. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but it's it's within the next two weeks is TakeOver Portland. So the Saudi show is the one that they have this month instead of having, like, you know, like... um. I don't know, Great Balls of Fire or Fast Lane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they took that pay-per-view out completely and just put Fast Lane in there. I mean, it just put the Saudi show earlier rather than later. And they're going to move on with Elimination Chamber. And then from Elimination Chamber, they're going to go straight into um, WrestleMania. Because Elimination Chamber is on the 8th of March. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, WrestleMania is the fifth. So they're a month apart. They're not doing any more pay-per-views after the Saudi show, except for Elimination Chamber. So I don't I don't see this I don't see this match playing out anywhere else but those two shows. Those are the biggest shows they got. Yeah. Now Elimination Chamber is a good show, true enough, and it's one of the best pay-per-views they have. But if it was me, I wouldn't put the show, I wouldn't put that match on Elimination Chamber. I would put that at Mania. I would put it at Mania too, because that, look, the contract that he signed, or the Mm -hmm. rumor is that Edge is only supposed to wrestle three to four times out of the year. He's not supposed to wrestle like the whole year. So he's got kind of like a taker contract where he's Uh only contractually obligated for certain pay-per-views. So Mania is one of them. He's got to wrestle at Mania. Right now is the best time. So I don't know. But I did mention in last podcast that they were probably going to put it on the Saudi show. But if Edge is the kind of guy I think he is, he's not going to Saudi. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Well, personally, how I would look at it is I would do 
I would take this and kind of have Edge like play out this like injury or attack as long as he can. And for the next couple of weeks, I would have like Edge, like not Edge, but Randy do like these sort of build ups, like maybe like dig into like Edge's past and his career. You know, like maybe one week Christian comes out and says something to him and Christian gets beat up or she, he has an interaction with Beth or like he even beats up Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins because, you know, they used to be like the Edge heads. Like, yeah, I would like do certain build ups like that. And maybe I would return Edge. Honestly, I would put the WWE title in the chamber because I think maybe that's the way Brock can actually wrestle. And I would put Randy in it and maybe Edge can return at the chamber and maybe cost Randy the match. Mm-hmm. And that'll lead into them shooting at Mania. That's personally how I would do it. I don't think the Saudi show is a good idea because I feel like that's rushing the storyline. True. Because that means they only have a few weeks now to build it. Mm. And I just don't think they're going to do that. I mean, at first I thought they were, but it was the way that he attacked him, it doesn't feel right. Right. So I feel I've, I've changed my tactic, but the way WWE works, because they're so big on. You know, the here and the now, we got to do it now. And it never works out right that way. But it seems like now they're starting to take their time and plan things out step by step. And with Edge, you can't just throw him into a match like that. Even though Randy will do everything he can to protect him, Mm -hmm. it's still a match. It's still wrestling. And he he could be injured, you know. And so they got to do something to protect him. So I I don't and then it's too big. It's like that that was the way you build up a superstar when they're coming back. He had already got that massive pop at Royal Rumble. Randy's gonna give him the perfect rivalry. There was nobody else that could give him what he needed that wasn't already involved in the storyline. So so I wasn't I'm not mad about it, but just my initial reaction was like this is some bullshit. (laughs) So let me tell you. Recording with this one while it happened. Jesus Christ. I, I was, was tripping. She yeah, was, I was listening to it. <laughs> and the whole time I was mad, but I was trying so hard not to laugh because she was making me laugh. <laughs> she was going off. Nicole was just sitting there. She just, she was like, I love it. I love it. She was so nonchalant. She was just like, oh, he's okay. Right. <laughs> like, um, that is not a normal reaction to somebody getting concertoed in the middle of a ring. Uh, I mean, Nicole's part android, so she might have gotten everything put in by now. I don't know. I thought she yeah. reacted to everything. But <laughs> <I love her>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with the whole. I kind of agree with that. The whole with some of the booking for Edge and Orton. I don't think a title needs to be involved because. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Um, now it's to use to kind of to kind of cost Randy something because it like yeah. like like Edge is trying to like Randy's trying to cost Edge his career. That's how it's playing out. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Randy could possibly get the belt there in the chamber. Edge take him out of the match. He cost him the match. So it's a tit for tat. Because okay. like we we were talking about this last show, couple shows ago. I'm not sure. 
But I think we are, we are talking about how a mania main event doesn't always need to have doesn't always need that a title to to right. go for. I really think if they play this right, Edge versus Orton should be like the main event of Mania this year. Because it could be Edge's final match because he never got that last goodbye match. Whether he wins or he loses, he's going to go out on top. I don't think it's his final match, but because like I said, if you believe the rumors, he's already got contractually obligated to wrestle again. I think SummerSlam, he'll be back to wrestle again. He just you know, won't be around as much, but I don't know. I, I don't, there's no reason the title is going to be, it's not going to be involved. The title is with Drew and Brock Lesnar. And if you know anything about Brock Lesnar, there's no need for the women to main event this year. So they're not going to push that. Brock Lesnar is going to main event. If he does it, if they let Edge close out the show, I'd be shocked. Cause the only other person who's been able to do that is the undertaker. Mm-hmm. So I'd be surprised if they let Edge close out the show. I would totally be shocked. I don't know if I would give Edge the gimmick. I love Edge, but I don't know if I would put him in that spot simply because, you know, he's been out for nine years and we haven't seen him in like a match match yet. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. to just throw him in that main event slot, like the main focus, I don't know if uh, that's a good idea yet. Maybe I just, Maybe I just need to see a match with him first, like on a Raw or something. But it I, I don't know. Like, I'm on the fence. It could be like a co-main event like they did last year. Yeah, where, I see that. You know, I, I, I don't know, because we all know it wasn't Seth and Brock first thing out of the gate. But, no. like, with, with Kofi and Brian, I mean, that was like the co-main event with the women. And... I mean, we've said this before, no shade to anybody in that main event match, but I'd that rather see Kofi and Brian in the main event. Yeah, I mean, and I, like I said, I, res- I respect the women being able to have a main event, you know, but I, I did prefer Kofi and Brian's match to mm-hmm. the women's match. I'm not saying they shouldn't have had the match because I still say have the match I just wish it was better um but then again it was a six hour show and we were we were gassed by the time the women came on which was kind of fucked up because it seemed like they kind of stacked the deck against them from the beginning Mm -hmm. and they put all of these matches on the show when they know that they're going to be main eventing it so I just was like at the end, we're just sitting here and we're tired as hell. We don't watch all of these matches. And it might have been better than what we thought, but it just didn't feel that way watching it. I haven't rewatched it since then, but I just was like, I'm ready to go to sleep. I don't even care who won at this point. Yeah, like I don't even <laughs> care who won at that point. I was just like, somebody win, please, and save us. Because we tired. It was, <laughs> it was almost two in the morning when we got done watching it. I was just like, yeah, like when I went to when I went to Mania a long time ago when Ric Flair retired, it was by like oh man, by like the time I can never remember the numbers. Why the hell can I remember numbers? Um, all you remember is the match. That's all you remember. That's all I really care about. 
don't, I couldn't tell you anything else that happened at that match. I'll, I'll, at that meeting, I'll go back and I'll watch and be like, oh yeah, money in the bank when, you know, Shelton Benjamin almost killed himself. I remember that now. That's another example though, because Ric Flair retired that year, but Ric Flair didn't close out the show that year. No. If I recall, he didn't close out the show. Undertaker did. He had the final yeah. match of the night. So that's what I'm saying. I don't. I, I don't see. I don't see Edge closing out the show at all. I think it's gonna be Lesnar and Drew McIntyre, especially if you want to really. If if they're gonna let Drew win, and you really want to have Drew look like the hero that they're trying to make him look like, you'll let him close out the show. Mm-hmm. And it better be good. Like I remember sitting there, and this was in like Florida heat. Right when, like, the hottest part of the season was about to kick up or start. And uh, I remember it was, like, Batista versus Umaga. And I love me some Batista. But when he came out, I'm like, you know what? No, I, I got to I gotta do something else. I got to. So I ended up walking around the whole arena in Orlando. And by the time I came back to my seat, the match was over. Oh, that's good stuff. But no, my le- dude, it was bad. Like my legs were falling asleep. I had to go to the bathroom. Like I thought, like sitting out in the Florida heat is not fun. So I mean, so you're been sit- I'm sunburned as hell. I'm tired. I'm sweaty. And like at that point, I was just searching for like an energy drink or something. And like, <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you anything else that happened at that mania. Like if I go back I and know. watch. I can remember it, but all, all I remember is Ric Flair retiring, and that's it. But um, I agree with you, though, because in, in a way, it was kind of unfair to them, too, because they cut that mask down a lot because yeah. they realized how long it was. Like, that mask was supposed to go on a lot longer than it was. It was supposed to have a lot more spots, and due to them cutting it, that mask, therefore, got the backlash. Yeah, which I, and it, that cut the quality of it. Mm-hmm. They cut the quality of it, and that that's that's the part that makes it bad. And then they're like, well, you know, the the families are like, oh, well, you should never have a women's main event. They're not good. And it's like, well, I've seen these guys at main event. Like Undertaker's had terrible matches before. Yes. Like his Saudi show with Goldberg was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Bray Wyatt at Mania was not good. It wasn't good. No. And I just think they just didn't vibe well. Mm-hmm. They they just didn't vibe well in the ring together, and it really didn't have that all that great of a build up either. It just seemed mm-hmm. like it was slapped together. So, and I was just like, if you're gonna do that, you can't just toss the Undertaker in a match with somebody. He not everybody has natural chemistry, so that needed to be built, and it wasn't. It was it was horrible. I hated it. Yeah. I hated that match. And Taker, right. but like with Taker, um, because a lot of people are like, oh, I hate Taker when he wrestles big guys, but like when he wrestles Kane, those two can put on a match. It's yeah, it's yes, two big can. guys, but they can put on a good match because they just have good chemistry. And a lot of people are saying that now about Alexa and Bianca Belair because they're like, okay, when Bianca gets called up, she needs to go to SmackDown and she needs to feud with Bliss. Why? Mm-hmm. They just said like just because the way the way like people really liked 
them together in the Royal Rumble. A lot of people think I that they think had Bianca can wrestle anybody. I, anybody, I think you yeah. put her in the ring with anybody, she's gonna wrestle that way. I don't think it really has anything to do with Bliss, which I don't take anything from her. She did very, very well, better than what I thought she was gonna do, to be honest with you, especially being in there with her for 90 seconds non stop. You were not, not entertained with them two in the ring, but that all stems from both of their work ethic and what they're willing to do. When they're in the ring, Bianca's going to Raw if she gets called up. That's yeah, where her they, husband is. That's where they she's gotta going. They got to start building that Raw division, anyways. And she yeah, right. needs to go there. They don't have enough women over there. And then they're mm-hmm. the 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 fans are you know upset because Becky is still champ. And I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, at this point, they to me they could have easily dropped the title to Oscar at Royal Rumble and then move forward from there. Mm-hmm. And you could have did something different with Becky, but they chose to keep it on her. So I'm, I'm, I want to see what they're gonna do, cause yeah, I don't yeah. have a feeling that Charlotte's gonna pick her to go up against that mania. It's just interesting because I, I immediately think about like what Corey Graves said about Becky Lynch and how the fans could be getting tired of her. I don't think, because mm. I mean. She's been the longest reigning Raw Women's Title. Because usually that thing's thrown around like a hot potato. Same with the SmackDown title. And I think mm-hmm. it's just. We can talk about this later, but um, I think Becky has become stagnant. Because yeah. her matches are almost becoming predictable. And that's what I've been trying to say about Charlotte. Comfortable, yeah. yes. Yes, Charlotte's a good wrestler. I'm not taking anything ever away from Charlotte Flair. She went out there, she busted her ass and her implants to get women's wrestling to where they Good Lord. <laughs> not her implants, Alexa. <laughs> not her implants. Yes, her implants. Look, after Paige's atrocities today, like, those look natural, okay? <laughs> like, no shade to Paige, but they just look so heavy. And I'm just like, girl, <laughs> your boobs supposed to feel, they supposed to be soft. They ain't supposed to look like goddamn boulders on your chest. I, I feel bad for her. But I'm like, ooh, this little, it's rock solid. You know, you got. I think Becky and Charlotte are just are done. I think, well, not done, but I think they've hit the wall because they are like, okay, there's nothing really we can go forward through. That's what a lot of people are saying. Charlotte's going to challenge Shayna for the NXT title. But I'm like, they're not sending Charlotte back to NXT. There's- uh, Rhea has the title. Oh, Rhea. Rhea, has- Rhea Shayna. Uh, <laughs> what? Piper has the current title. They're saying that's who she's going to go for. I wouldn't mind that at all. Do you know why? I wouldn't either. Because look, you got, you're killing two birds with one stone here. First of all, you don't have to build an organic rivalry with anybody in NXT to get that belt shown on the main stage. You mm-hmm. have somebody who's already set to go to WrestleMania to go up against someone she's never wrestled before, okay? And that involves cross-promotion. So Charlotte's on Raw, right? Because before, they were just attacking SmackDown for a couple weeks, and then they moved to Raw, you know, but you've got you've got something here that can draw eyes to Raw, draw eyes to NXT, and specifically draw eyes to WrestleMania. 
These mm-hmm. two women are two of the biggest stars they got. And you can make Rhea a star, especially if she retains at WrestleMania. She will break Charlotte's winning streak at WrestleMania. And she'll be the reigning, defending NXT Women's Champion. I mean, if she wins, that's a huge boost for the women's division in NXT, for NXT itself, and for Rhea Ripley. So if she drops the title a month or two later and she goes to Raw, you got another built-in rivalry already set to go. I I think so, too, because the story is already there. Because if you look back, Real when she first started, she was instantly compared to Charlotte. And so mm-hmm. she had to like pretty much change her gimmick and her hairstyle and all that. And plus Charlotte could kind of want rep- retribution for, you know, that triple threat match on SmackDown between Charlotte, Rhea, and Sasha. Rhea pinned Charlotte. And so I think the storyline is there. But where I'm on the fences, I feel like Rhea and Charlotte both need that win. If you if you really think about it, because um, but I think it would benefit Rhea more if she wins, because it would give Rhea really that boost to get over with the fans, to push yeah. NXT forward. It's kind of like set up, like establish her as okay, she's done this this and this in NXT. Now when we push her up, she's established because I. Honestly, I'm, I don't have a problem with her facing Rhea, but I don't necessarily want Charlotte back in NXT. Yes, it's a lot of dream matches there, but mm-hmm. I don't really want her back in NXT because I feel like with the roster side that they have... They don't need her. Right. They don't, yeah. But if they're planning on bringing up the women that are in NXT, then all of the vets will be gone, so to speak. Okay, so... I, I don't think Bianca is going to beat Rhea at Portland. I would love for that to happen, but I don't think she's going to beat her. I'm like really hoping against hope, but my mind is telling me this is her last match, similar to the way they did the Street Profits. Like the Street Profits dropped their titles. They ended up going back to NXT to challenge for them again, and that was their final match. They didn't compete for them anymore. So I see this being Bianca's final match and her being moved up to Raw, um, to the Raw show. But she's going to put on a stellar match. It's going to look like she's going to win, but it's going to be a stellar match for her. Mm-hmm. If they do that, and then let's say Rhea ends up dropping a title to, I don't know, Dakota Kai, which I think is probably the next person in line to get the title anyway. I think so, too. So you got Dakota Kai there. Tegan Knox is still there. I don't I don't think they're going to bring up Mia yet. Not just no. yet. They no. got um, Shotzi Blackheart is there. Um, you've got uh, what's the girl's name that y'all you and um, Nicole love so much? Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet is back there. Scarlet, come on. Who doesn't love Scarlet Blackheart? Wow. I, I, I don't know her. You know her. I don't. I don't know her. I'm I'm not exactly like I've seen her wrestle in TNA on YouTube, but I'm not like completely indoctrinated to her. So I I don't know her like y'all do. So you got her back there, which they need to bring her on and let her wrestle. Uh, You got that one girl, the name who's changed. Her name is Lacey Lane. It was Lacey Lane. They changed her name. That's her name. I never get her name right, Doc, ever. I always Cadence. end up calling her Cadence. 
or something. Uh, anyway, that's why I always be like that girl Lacey, and then y'all come in with the cake. I be like, okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> they got them. They they have Vanessa Bourne and Alita. You know she out getting her nose done. And then um, <laughs> I think Tony Storm might be going to NXT now. She might be pulled over, you know, from NXT UK. And then, um... They got Tanera, whoever that... Tanera the Brazilian Conti, girl that's back there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna need... You're gonna need a lead-in for that. You're gonna need somebody there. Shayna's gonna probably be put on SmackDown because it don't make sense to put Shayna on Raw and Bianca on Raw. I will move Shayna over to SmackDown and have her leading helping to bring up SmackDown. SmackDown's fine, but they still need women too. Like I know Raw is lacking, but SmackDown still needs superstars too. Mm-hmm. So you split them up. I would put Rhea on Raw, Bianca on Raw. I would move all of them over to Raw. And then if you push Charlotte over there, you can have Charlotte feuding with people, but she could just be building people up. She don't necessarily have to be the champion to do that. Finn Balor isn't a champion, but he's in NXT. Johnny Gargano's piggybacking off of him right now. And then they had a little small thing with Matt Riddle with him. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a way to do it without making the bigger stars look mm-hmm. like they're the conglomerate of the show. Because Cole is your, is your bread and butter for NXT right now. Which he probably won't like, end up dropping cool. the title champion. I hope he doesn't. I'm sorry, I hope he doesn't. I think he is. And I think Cole's moving over to probably just to Raw. Yeah. I would move. See, I will put them on Raw too, yeah. That's what scares me. Is they're going to take these indie guys that made great in NXT and then they're going to put them on there and then it's going to be like Finn where they send them back to NXT and they flourish again. And then people will be like, oh, they couldn't make it on the main roster. It's like, They've done more than you. Shut the fuck up. You know? Well, that's why they have NXT as a main roster now. So if you, if most people would stop looking at NXT like it's the minor leagues, then it wouldn't be so bad. Because you've got different regimes going on in the WWE. It's a weird place. Because NXT is controlled mostly by Triple H and Sean. They come up with the ideas and they report directly to Vince. Then you've got Heyman and his whole crew, and then they go through Heyman, and then Heyman reports directly to Vince. And then Bruce Pritchard controls SmackDown, and the crew goes to him, and then he reports directly to Vince. And then Vince reports to the board. So it's an entire hierarchy here that has to work out, and each show has to perform a particular way. If they're not, you know, performing at the standard, that's when Vince comes down like that hovering you know, entity. Like, you need to fix this, you need to change this, you need to do that. Vince does that anyway. Plus, yeah. you, got, you got guys in the back like Shane McMahon helped produce Royal Rumble this last week because they had made some last-minute changes. Because mm-hmm. originally, Vince wanted Roman to be the one to win the Rumble. But... Heyman was able to convince him that it was smarter to have Drew win the Rumble and let Roman have his moment at Mania organically rather than to have him win the Rumble, which was smart. It was smart. 
as much as I don't like Heyman, I have to admit, you know, he he wants he knows that we want the new blood, and he's trying to push him as much as he can. So I will give him that credit, but I won't give. They really did get him over with the crowd too, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like him because he screwed all them people over in ECW. So <laughs> she's still pissed about that. <laughs> she won't give him no slack. He still hasn't paid Tommy Dreamer the money he owes him. Still hasn't paid. Well, Sandman can go suck a dick right with New Jack. And he ain't like, getting that money either. Well, he owes. Tom Ford's suits. He claimed if you're on a private jet, you might as well give it to him. He said he got the money. So. I, I mean, meanwhile, I'd, if I was Rhino, I'd be showing up at his house like, what up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Other fuckers. So I'd be like, here's your money. Here's my wife. Just take what you want. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I just want to say this. I think this would be cool. I think Bianca should move to SmackDown. Just just hear me out. And have her go against Sasha. Because I think what Sasha's trying to do now, horribly, is what Bianca is pulling off. You mean being a viable heel that's actually believable? Yes. I didn't even know she was watching. Cheering for her the whole fucking time. <laughs> Bianca is a heel. Like what? <laughs> Bianca She's a is heel a heel. With nobody bulls. No, nobody nobody bulls her. Nobody bulls her. Like they I all love- cheer. I'm like, she's a heel though. She was on Shayna's side in the chamber yeah. when they were when they had war games. That's the heel team. <laughs> so it didn't matter what she did, they still cheer her, which is fine because I want to see her succeed, but. I'm a purist. I boo anybody who does something stupid that I don't like. I'm gonna boo you. I I mean I'm just watching her. I'm watching her attitude. I'm watching the way she's caring because I mean it's an acting job. They have to sell us this character because it's just like a movie. If I go to a movie and the main character's not selling me what they're supposed to be playing, I'm like this guy's full of shit. He ain't playing who he's supposed to play. Bianca comes out. She's confident. She's got swag. She's got you know, she knows how to work a mic. She knows how to just cheat. What's that gif that I keep seeing where she's just, she looks down at the microphone, looks at the girl and just walks off. And I'm like, that is a cold bitch right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I owe her money. Like, fuck. <laughs> you just gotta have this way. I don't, I don't think it's anything wrong with Sasha per se. But I think, too, because we're so used to see, I, I don't, I don't know. I want to say because we're so used to seeing her as the face that it makes sense. But when she was a face and she was like in that middle ground of heel and face, where she wasn't necessarily a heel, but she wasn't a face either. You believed what she was selling. Like when her and Bailey had that feud, they were fighting. You believed that, you know, Sasha was like, I know I'm better than her. And she's not better than me. I can prove I'm better than her. You believe that. But I can't mm-hmm. say that I believe. I don't like this persona because it's irritating. I don't I don't like the way she's presenting it. But it didn't matter if she, if I believed it or not, I wouldn't like it. But I genuinely don't like it because of how she's presenting it. It just I comes off like a white brat. Yeah. It's like, like it's not coming off like you like you like you pay your bills and like you you got a whole bunch of business. Like if you came out and was like, I'm a boss bitch, I got multiple businesses, I'm doing my thing, I do this on the side for fun. This is how I roll. And I'd be like, bitch, go ahead. Like go off. Like do 
you. <laughs> but you come out there like daddy this gave me. So I'm like, ugh. First of all, nasty. Daddy. Like, right. Again, yes. please. My thing is, I'm so used to like the heel NXT Sasha to where even though she was a heel, she never ran from a fight. And she would, like, get in your face. Like, the, the Sasha that stood on Becky's head at the contract signing, that's what I'm used to. Then when she was first at the main roster, when she first debuted, she was a heel. But she was still she that, she was still that, don't mess with me. She was the boss. I like that Sasha. And then now, we get this Sasha. And it's just, she's not giving me anything. She's not backing up her hype. She's not, and then what's making it worse is that her fan base is so toxic. Oh, God. Don't get me started on them, Doc. Please, I've had enough of them on Twitter this week to last me a whole year, to be honest with you. Oh, God. Like, I'm so over that. We have to talk about it because it'll help lead into SmackDown anyway. So go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. It's sad because her fan base are so toxic because they hype it up as if this version of Sasha is like the best Sasha that's ever been around. And if now this Sasha deserves this and deserves that. Like, for example, Naomi also getting hate from Sasha fans because they feel that they feel that Sasha should be in the place that Naomi is right now. And the thing is, this does just because Naomi's feuding with Bailey does not mean that Sasha can't get the title at Mania. What is it that you guys you guys want Sasha to win in that Mania, but then you're mad that which is in April, and then you're mad that Naomi's feuding with the title in February. Correct. That does not mean that Sasha can't. Literally, Sasha's injured. They have to do something with Bailey, or you you're, you're going to complain. They complain. And they're trying yeah. to give us fr- something fresh. Agreed. My thing is just, you know, they act like, oh, Sasha can't lose. Sasha can never lose. Sasha's, you know, I, I got a lot of hate. I got a lot of hate. I got hate from some friends of mine this week. Because apparently, come to find out, they're notorious Sasha Banks fans. And I told them the same thing I told you, Tiff. I told you the same thing I told you, Doc. I don't buy what she's selling. I don't. I do not well, buy. I'm a fan of hers, and I don't, so. Me too. It's so, okay to, to like her character and not be okay with the version we're getting. Exactly. But they, they think we're hating on her because you don't like what she's giving us right now. Like, y'all didn't like what Drew was selling in the beginning. Nobody did. Except no, for me and a couple not. of people. So I, I'm not going to lie. I Thank sat here and I, and I went. You can find it on old episode. I said Drew has no personality. He's boring as fuck. And yeah, they're not yesterday gonna... on Raw, he actually sh- not yesterday, but past Raw, he, he showed personality. I told y'all how he had it. He just it had to be brought out. And then y'all was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to see that. And I was like, okay, I'm telling you. But when he was brought back, he was used as a lackey. He was always somebody's mm-hmm. lackey. That's why people couldn't take him seriously. And then it's but like, that was okay. I know it wasn't his fault. He was basically not... the he was the male he was the male Tavina. Ooh. Yeah. Like the the lackey. 
Yeah, he's right. <laughs> no, he's right. Like, well, actually, Bobby Lashley is more like that. But even he got his own feud. Even he got a title. Like, Drew's been there day in and day out and hasn't got anything. And I I knew that he was viable. I knew this. I was like, ever since he came back in NXT, I'm like, he's got a workable persona. You just have to use him correctly. No. It was not happening. He was just a bitch boy for like six months. And it was like, like what are you doing? If he wasn't running with Dolph or then he was running with Corbin and it's just like, you have potential. You know what? McMahon likes in wrestlers. You're tall, you're ripped, you don't know how to talk. Perfect, Vince <laughs> likes you. <laughs> like, but, you know, I, I kind of I like seeing him grow, and I like seeing this redemption story. You know, young guy being brought into the company, the chosen one fails, he leaves, he builds himself back up, and then he comes back home. Like, it's kind of like the prodigal son coming home a little bit. SmackDown, because that that was a happier show. <laughs> I saw SmackDown, but I didn't get to to record most of it. But I did get to see the end. Most of SmackDown, I well, I actually enjoyed all of SmackDown. Um, Braun Strowman's the new IC champion. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy about that because Strowman said he he posted on Instagram earlier that he's been here four and a half years. And this is his first singles title. So I was like... Braun's been getting backlash, though, because fans feel that Braun should have... that um, Shinsuke should have dropped it to Sammy. Okay, no. That's why he's not wrestling. Like, why? There has been a feud that they have building with Braun and Shinsuke. This is another thing that's pissing me off, is that these fans who just are like, like, oh, just drop it to this person. He hasn't wrestled in six months. Or he hasn't exactly. been in Kentucky for six months. Well, he should still drop it to him. Like, why? Why is your malfunction? But you're mad, though, that Naomi came back and hadn't been wrestling, and she's putting a feud with Bailey. But you want Shinsuke to drop the title to Sammy? That don't make no fucking sense. That's stupid. They should have let him wrestle Ali in the beginning and let Ali carry the title. Mm-hmm. And then they could have had a viable feud with that. But they just completely washed that shit. Ali's been doing dark matches for the past month, and he's like probably one of the best on the roster. That pisses yep. me off. Same with Cedric. Cedric's been down in the dark matches, too. He hasn't even been on a yeah. main event. Main yeah, event. Cedric, Cedric That's needs it. a personality. Oh. Well, speaking of Cedric, since he was brought up, just, I'll let Doc go in a minute. But just so he was brought up, <laughs> WWE WWE posted all the black champions in their archive on WWE.com, but they omitted Cedric. They got Leo Rush in there, but they do not have Cedric Alexander in there. And he was wow. a cruiserweight champion, but he is not in there. He was a champion for a minute. Yeah, and Buddy took the title off of him. Yeah. And each tweeting was like, you're missing a few. And I was like, nah, bro, they just missing you. <laughs> yeah. Like, something ain't right. Like, what's going on? Like, you what did you do? You they forgot the street office, too. From the ACH thing? Um, It's possible because 
he was trolling. I'm sorry, but he was trolling. And we talked about this before, but that's why you have to be careful before you just automatically defend and just automatically go, oh, I'm on his side. You have to wait. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake too. And I'm like, well, this shirt, damn sure don't look right. So I, I posted it. And I, I just what? thought it was an ugly ass shirt. <laughs> like truth be told, I thought well, it was. Well, it, it does put- have a remnants to to uh, um the old caricatures that we used to see back in the day. It does. I showed my dad, and my dad was like, "Yeah, Tiffany, that's 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 obviously somebody who doesn't know no better." Given the fact that they don't know no better, or they just ignorant to it, I mean. I don't think he he had many opportunities to stop it, and he did mm-hmm. not do that. And he claimed he did, but I just don't believe him. I I don't believe him at all. I think he's a liar, and he was upset that he didn't get his way, and right. he thought he was gonna be this big ass champion, and he didn't. If he had to play his role the way Swerve Scott did, he probably would be the one in um, title contingency or challenging for the North American title. I'm not saying Keith Lee wouldn't have had the opportunity, but it might not have been such a rocky road for um, Jordan Miles if he had have just did what he was supposed to do. Everybody has to play their role in the WWE, even if you don't like it. And sometimes it's not mm-hmm. always about race. Sometimes it's just about you biding your time. Mm-hmm. And he I mean, felt like, oh, I'm the greatest wrestler in the world. I deserve no, you have to earn it, just like everybody else. I don't care how many places you've wrestled, how many championships you've earned outside of WWE. When you get your ass in WWE, you start off at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You got to work your way up just like everybody else. Yep. And you can't go into pro wrestling. I mean, it's any sport. You can't go in there thinking like, oh, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to be the greatest. Because guess what? You may not be the greatest. You may be the greatest to one person, but to five other people, you might be considered mediocre. And he's not a bad wrestler, but he's not somebody that I would watch. I didn't find him to be entertaining, but a lot of people liked him. I didn't. I was like, who's this smiling ass nigga that keep running around in the I'm like, never mind. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't I don't wanna watch him. I wasn't entertained. He's good in the ring, true enough, but he wasn't somebody that I was just like, ooh, I gotta see what he can do. Now Swerve Scott, that's a whole other ball of wax right there. That dude is highly entertaining. But then I have a bias yeah, because true. I've seen him wrestle before. And I don't know what he can do when you put barbed wire in the ring and glass. Yep. Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. So well, we, we'll get to we'll get to some hardcore stuff a little in a little bit because uh Tip Tip don't have a stunt for hardcore, but I do. <laughs> Look, her and Alexis like watching that stuff. Alexis, I mean, Nicole was um, raised on that stuff. Alexis loves it. Me, personally, that is a complete culture shock for me. Because I didn't know nothing about that kind of wrestling until I started hearing about ECW. And then when WWE started feuding with them, and I started to see what they were doing, I'm just like, that shit is outside of my scope. Plus, my parents were like, they're not super religious, but my father is Baptist, and there was a time where, in my father's house, where we could not play R&B or rap music. So, let alone watch a motherfucker smash a damn ring bell on somebody else's back 
or bust open their head and <laughs> cutting their head open. Like, my father would turn off the TV. Like, that shit did not happen in my daddy's house. So, I was not born into that type of wrestling. The only thing I knew was WWE cookie cutter wrestling. That's what I was raised on. That's all I knew. And I still... Here's a funny story. And Tiff, Tiff can edit this out. <laughs> me, and Nicole, me and Nicole were talking to Tiff, and we were talking to her about Lucha Underground. And we oh were telling God. her about like, some of the like really bloodiest matches that went on in there. Now, I and can't I, see it yet. I'm going to send it to you so you can see it. Because yeah, I don't think you've seen it. He, uh, so we told her, I told her, look up the No Moss match with Sexy Star and Mariposa. Is that the and, one where her skin was like um all out? That's the match that um I found on my own. She's oh, okay. talking about the women's match in Lucha Underground. Oh, okay. Women's match. And okay. like Sexy Star was the only one that got busted up, but she's bleeding everywhere. I mean, they're tearing her mask off, they're fighting on the scalp, like it's just fucking crazy. And then Nicole sends her one. It was like AR Fox and uh, Killshot or something like that. Yeah. And, and then Tiff, she's like, oh, this, this is okay. Like, you know, because <laughs> Tiff got no stomach for hardcore. Oh, my God. Then, then YouTube, and it's great benevolence, <laughs> recommends a match for her that has Pentagon Jr. in it. Oh, and, my God. What is that? And then like, he, what is this? He, say, for the next, like, 20 minutes or so. I'm just screaming at them in the chat because they they started this and it and it loops. You know how YouTube is. You yeah. watch something, the recommended comes up. It's not the next video that you should watch. It's the mm-hmm. next recommended video. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And the, Alexis is like, that's Lucia Underground, man. You, you gotta get into it. I'm like, people are dead. He should be dead. There's no reason why he's alive. And she just laughed because she thinks it's funny. And I was serious. I'm like, into it. Oh, should be dead. Then that last match I saw was the Dante Fox and Killshot match. And that is the one where I was really freaking out. And Alexis was dying. She thought it was so funny. And I was just like... I need to see these matches. Oh, my God. That match... I only showed a piece of it on my Instagram. That match is brutal. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. The (laughs) next time we did the podcast, she was like, Tiff, are you okay? I was like, no. I'm scarred for life, and it's your fault. I blame you for this. Because if I hadn't watched those other matches, this shit would have never came up. Never would have came up, and I'd have been safe from seeing that. I'm like, I've never seen somebody's back me be laying on a gurney just covered in blood, and she just like, God, I miss Lucha Underground. I'm like, there's something wrong with you. I still miss Lucha Underground. You still miss it. I'm like, you need help. You need to yeah, seek clinical help, because that man should be dead. Period. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He should be dead. And they just were doing some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. And she's just, Nicole is just like, that's why yep. we love Lucha Underground. 
it was it's awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> didn't have a problem with the match quality. I've seen Lucha Underground before, but I've never seen that shit. So I'm sitting up watching the L Ray Network, and I see Rey Mysterio pop up, and John Morrison is there, and I saw um, what's his face Ricochet. He was Prince Puma then. Mm-hmm. I saw that. But I wasn't watching it enough to be able to be like, okay, I live for Lucha Underground. I was in and out. So they're like, yeah, you you gotta watch it. You had to see. I'm like, bitch, I'm not watching this shit. This is happening every night. She's like, oh no, 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 no. That was a special match. Special? That's what they do when stuff is special? No. (laughs) I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I don't want anything to do with that. They love it though. And then there's MLW has their ring ropes were barbed wire. Real barbed wire was the ring ropes. And Alexis and Nicole both was like, Tiff, you watch MLW sometimes, right? I'm like, yeah, because I'm subscribed to the YouTube channel, comes up. Yeah, um, you might not want to watch that match. Like, don't watch that because it's it's really bad. You're really squeamish. I know you don't like that. I'm like, now I want to see what happened. You got the no, last time. Stop. We warned you this time. We warned last you. Last time I saw Jimmy Havoc, Max, somebody was putting thumbtacks in his mouth. So I was like, like when I don't came out, he was wearing like a thick jacket, thick gloves, like, you know, like how you would work with barbed wire. And like, well, we'll we'll get to MLW after after WWE. Okay, I'm ugh, sorry. It's just, it's funny to hear your reaction, so that's why I tell you to watch that shit. She's so cruel to me. She's cruel. <laughs> Let's go back to uh, to the safer wrestling, the uh, Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> well, Naomi returned, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, she came back, and she pretty much. Told Bailey straight up, you've never beaten me. Bailey got upset and got in her feelings. And well, she got cold cocked. <laughs> right in her shit. Just was like, bitch, I ain't gonna take kindly to no sneak attack. So they set that feud up, which is nice, you know. Yeah, it is something. Got a nice for her. thing going on with Naomi. They brought her back and they actually brought her back in the fold, starting her right off with a few. It's not like when she got to Raw. They kind of put her on the back burner at Raw. You know, she had three, ma- three matches with the Iconics, and then she just disappeared. Yeah. Right before SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So, she's been she gone had, six months? Yeah, she's been gone in any. So, Raw, SmackDown seems to love her more than Raw does, and I, I can understand why, you know, because Naomi kind of I think the home is best for Naomi and the Usos for for SmackDown. It's not such a big show; it's smaller, and they have a more they have more room to shine on that show than they do on Raw. Yeah, Raw is more serious, and SmackDown is like more fun and like like rotation and all that, you know. Yep. <laughs> I shouldn't have used that word. But. Oh uh, no, it's okay. Cause when Kay listen to it, she gonna she always voice her opinion, and she don't <laughs> like the word rotation. She hates it. She don't like the idea of it. But I was right. I don't care what that woman says. I was right, and she's wrong. <laughs> so, 
that, I don't remember what happened after that. Oh, can uh, Michael Cole accepts the screaming and like excitingness of someone being forced to eat dog food? By the way, um, what the fuck? That dog food looked a lot like chili. Now, it Roman dog, dog food, food. looks like real dog food, but mm-hmm. that shit they poured on Corbin looked like chili. Oh, it looked man. like really thick canned Hormel chili. Okay, let me let me ask y'all this. Do you think this gimmick with the dog food is kind? I mean, it's it's okay for for Corbin because no one really cares about Corbin. But apparently, Tiff pissed off of a Cor- Baron Corbin fan. Uh, didn't oh, know I got blocked. <laughs> didn't know those existed. But um, oh, there's a lot of them. I told you they're all like six. 16-year-old girls with the name like Wolf Daddy Girl 420 or some bullshit like that. Uh-uh, Alexis, that lady's name was Queen Corbin, and she was 40. Girl. No. She was in her 40s, and she got upset, and every time he put, like, he posted this video, and it was funny. I'm sorry, but I think Corbin is hilarious, and it was funny, because he posted the picture caption of the Usos and them dousing him with that chili, and them taking a picture next to him. I thought that was hilarious. I love it. And, and he posted it with this, um, on the coast here. Yay! <laughs> hey, sorry. No, I, like, for, well, first I thought they were going to lose, but it was pretty close. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I have to watch it just in case. Who won? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He posted the caption, I mean, posted the picture on there, and then, like, everybody was commenting, and all of the women that commented were like, oh, my king, I'm so sorry they treated you like that. They're going to get their comeuppance, I promise. We're going to lay at your feet. And I'm just like, bitch, what? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't even say anything. That's the crazy part. The dude was like, he. there was a dude who responded and was like, he damn sure did deserve it. All I said was facts. And this rusty, crusty bitch blocked me. <laughs> and I was like... So hold up. You're saying I'm the one who needs professional help, but a 40-year-old Baron Corbin fan who, like, blocks you for no reason doesn't? <laughs> I never said that. I just said it. I said, you need but I never said that lady doesn't need help. Like she needs to be admitted. You don't need to be admitted. Oh. Just like just like watching those weird ass matches where people almost die, but she's a freakazoid. There's something wrong with her. Like she might have a personality disorder or something. Cause she, she really thinks. a guy that can't put on a good match. Ooh. Ooh. Oh <laughs> man. Ugh, where's my pen? That's <laughs> interesting. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't. So, but do you think this whole stupid dog food angle is kind of below the Usos and Roman? Like, they're it's just because they've been there longer. They're you know decorated champions. Mm-hmm. I would say that. I yeah. think it was turnabout is fair play if you ask me. I think it's nothing wrong with a little fair. It's a little um funny, like funny stipulation storyline every now and then. Like even the legends, they even had it. You know. Like yeah. I don't think it's any I don't think it's much difference from when John Cena dropped poop on John on um Dolph Ziggler and AJ, you know? And or or when they, they had the milk truck and the beer truck. Yeah. 
That, I don't think it's much different from that. Like I don't, I don't think it's anything wrong with like little fun spots here and there. Plus, I wanted to see Corbin get doused in that dog food. That shit was fire. Yeah, I, love I got that. that clip in my phone. I saved it from <laughs> from Instagram. That shit is dope. That was almost my wallpaper. Right. Like, <laughs> I almost spit out my water. Oh my god. I need that. Should Corbin get on people's nerves? He needed yes, he that. Does. But he's he such a bad... every bit of it. He's such a rad dude in real life. Like I was watching his one of his uh, videos that he posted on Instagram about him cooking, and I'm just sitting here like, God damn. So okay, I know we t- like to talk about like wrestlers after they get done with their careers. Baron Corbin as a chef, because like the stuff he comes up with looks so like I get hungry just thinking about it. He it cooks so- real good. I don't have no issues with that. I just don't, don't like a stupid ass persona. It sucks. I don't like him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jack Cole doesn't get. He ain't shit. He was like, I, fuck that. I don't like him. Fuck him. And his right. <laughs> I just find it interesting that he's friends with Naomi. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're really, really close. First, I yeah. don't know why, but they're like super that close. That is an odd like, that's like, I forgot. I forgot why, because I remember this is like an interview with him for like a while ago, because I think he was yeah. saying like when he first got started or something, like he didn't have a lot of friends or like he didn't really connect with a lot of people and she was always like super nice to him. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say so that that's like one of, so that's like one of his best, like he like they're super close, like they're like best friends. That's cool. Yeah. I still don't like them, but that's cool. <laughs> I like him. I like him as a person. I don't like his him like on like persona, but I like him in general. Doc don't give him nothing. <laughs> he don't give him nothing. Doc's name has been added to the unofficial Down for the Count podcast list of wrestlers we hate, right along with Nicole Sean Spears hate. Oh, she hates Sean Spears. Okay, that's different. Passion. That's a whole nother reason. I mean, that, that makes more How sense. How different? No! <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, no, that's not fair. Now, come oh, on. XFL starts soon. <laughs> oh, God. Something like that. Or next month. I can't remember. Who's the guy, who's the wrestler who said I, I hate, I can't, I can't fucking stand them. I don't remember. I'll figure it out. There are a lot of wrestlers you truly hate. Oh, Well, I can honestly say fuck Jessica Havoc right now. Oh, yeah. I I did not know the shit with Jessica Havoc. I remember remember it from a while ago, but then I, like, completely forgot about it. I remember, like, when that first happened. Me too. And I was, like, what, like, seven years ago, six, seven years ago? Uh Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, see, I wasn't even close to being a part of that. I didn't know nothing about the indie yeah. scene, and all I knew was TNA and WWE. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know the extent until Kay sent the screenshots, and I was and like, dang, see, I didn't know all that. Everything. She like, had yeah, like, because they were going to sign her, and then they saw yeah, they those, were, and they were like, no. They should have did the same with Lars Sullivan, but okay. Facts. WWE. 
it's a selective memory thing. You you conveniently don't want Jessica Havoc there, but you have a known homophobe. And if he's not racist, he sure be spewing racist rhetoric. So mm-hmm. I'm confused. Is it because he got a dick? Because either way, he's still a douche. So I, mean, I don't understand. That movie came out, so we may not be oh. seeing Lars ever again. And I will be. Oh Is his anxiety? I think I don't mean to make fun of him, but I'm just saying. He said he had anxiety issues. Uh, I'm trying to forget about that video, but Kay keeps posting it. So. Right. What? <laughs> Look, I got anxiety too, but you know what? That don't stop me from doing shit. Like. I fucking used to play roller derby and every game I would get anxiety to the point like I'm I just want to like fall in a corner and be like not go out there because we didn't play in front of like thousands and thousands of people like WWE but it's still you know spectator sport. A lot of people, yeah. yeah. And I mean like one game we had I mean to us it was big we had over 75 people there. It was a big fucking game and I got really nervous and I felt a panic attack coming but you know what I fucking dealt with it and said, get through the game, and then you can drink afterwards, and I did. So, I mean, <laughs> you can't be using that as a, as a fucking crutch, and not, I hate people who fucking do that. I still, I still don't think I don't he, that's that. really what happened. I don't think Me that either. I think they were trying to protect him from those, I, feel, I, I don't care what anyone says, WWE knew about those when they signed him, and I feel like all this was kind of like a build-up plan to kind of grow sympathy for him, and all that, and I don't, I'm I'm not buying any of it. Nobody is, I think. I ain't giving him no room. He ain't nope. giving you shit. <laughs> I give you nothing. <laughs> well, that was that was pretty much it that happened on SmackDown. There wasn't really much. Oh to wait, SmackDown. We forgot the most important storyline going on in SmackDown right now. Oh, he's about to say Mandy and Otis. Yeah. Oh, my God. Valentine's Day. Oh, wait a minute. I'm confused. So, the show started already? Yes. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just completely... I've had a long two days. (laughs) We moved off of that and was talking about WrestleMania matches and all kind of stuff. This this episode, all over the place. You, you work in hospitality, and it's the Super Bowl. We can forgive you, okay? Like, no worries. She's right. I in a pharmacy. Oh. I feel so bad for both of y'all. I really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just honest. SmackDown has always... But, yeah, SmackDown's the better show, but we're going to have Otis and Mandy go on a date on Valentine's Day. Oh, that shit is going to be a God. disaster. I don't care what nobody say. It's going to be a disaster. Okay, I have a question. Hmm. Where is this storyline going, though? It's got to lead to Mandy and Sonya splitting up. It's It's got to. Or Mandy is going to be like, I've been using you this whole time, yada, yada, yada. He says that she will become the biggest heel in WWE without even trying. Like, people she, will not yeah. cheer I honestly don't think it's going to be me. I think it's going to be Sonya turning. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I, feel like they, I feel like they're gonna, I feel like they're going to turn um, Mandy to a baby face, yeah. Uh, Which is, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it because, honestly, she hasn't been a face the entire time she's been signed. 
Well, I posted about it on my page, and one of my followers said that the way they think it's going to end up is that um, it's going to turn out to where, like, Sonya and Otis are going to start dating or whatever, and then Sonya's going to get jealous about Manny and Otis dating, and then she's going to confess her feelings to Mandy or something like that. It might happen that way. Because, you know, they wanted, they've been trying to pitch this um, storyline with the way Sonya's girlfriend be acting. Yeah. I can't see that messing up her bag. Right, because her girlfriend was pissed when she told her about it on Total Divas. So, I don't see, I I don't know. If they do it that way, cool for them, I guess. You know, I don't, they had that little short one. You know, they they didn't really do much with the storyline. I don't understand why people were so upset. It wasn't like they was on TV making out or anything. So, it wasn't really nothing big to it. I mean, Liv just came out with like me and me and Lana was together, and that was it. I'm like, okay, shit. I see more shit on reality TV than I see here. What the fuck y'all mad about? Like, why? Why are you so angry? And to be honest, people have forgotten that already. They just are excited to see Liv back on TV, and they'll take any opponent they can throw at her at this point. When she did a really good job in that match, it was very clean. Lana did what she was supposed to do. She wasn't great, but she did what she was supposed to do. It was a good it was a good showcase for Liv. I love that match. That's all it's supposed to be, honestly. It's yeah. just a show. Obviously, it's supposed to reintroduce all of us back to Liv and mm-hmm. to show showcase what she's learned. And she looks like she's improved a lot. She looks mm-hmm. and also she like added some more uh, moves to her moveset. Which some girls, more girls should be doing. They need to just let Mandy be a powerhouse. They yeah. Need to. Yeah, because she's stronger than that. Like, and they're not letting her show her strength. I don't know what the issue is, but they, I don't know. It seems like they something holding Mandy back a little bit. Yeah. It's a very personality. Mm. Her I mean, personality is selective. I mean, it it depends on like if she's trying to be a heel and her thing is I'm prettier than you, then that sucks. You know what I'm saying? So I guess if she presented herself in a different way, if they're gonna build her as a face, then we'll just have to wait and see what she brings to yeah. Keep her microphone away from her too. Oh Jesus! Yeah, she is. She. she is. She's shit on the mic. Like she's good in backstage segments, but promo wise, she's horrible. Yeah, she is very good. But like that promo she did on Naomi backstage, that was really good. But when when she she touches that ring, oh my god! (laughs) Just mute, mute. Dear God. No, she's. I think she's like a live, where she needs to go away for a little bit and get repackaged and remolded and then get set back out. Yeah, because God's greatest creation ain't working for me. Yeah, and especially with Scarlet, and I honestly, I really, I'm I'm, I'm convinced, you guys can quote me, I'm convinced they signed Killer Cross. I'm convinced. Uh, I posted (sighs) on my page that I saw reports that they did sign him. Well, Killer Cross is in MLW right now, so he might have signed a delayed contract. 
Which but they do do that. Mm-hmm. They will do that to people. Um, they will do that for you. If be they like, don't have hey, nothing for him right now, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go work here. And they're like, okay, well, you can go there for a year or so, and then we'll bring you in on some surprise shit. Because mm-hmm. for, you think about it, Mania Weekend, Mania Week is not only a huge week for not obviously WWE itself because Mania, but also for mm-hmm. independent scene. He has one indie booking and he is not available past that booking. Well, why not? You think it's because he signed that contract he's going to start? Yeah, because I think he's going to pop up at TakeOver because his his last, so say, so his last confirmed indie date is Bloodsport. Bloodsport, what day, what day is Bloodsport? Bloodsport is on a Wednesday. TakeOver is until Saturday. And what capacity is he going to pop up at TakeOver? I think he can, they could either do like what they did for Adam Cole, have him run up and uh, run up at the end, um, run up at the end and pop up, which I would do with him or okay. have him sitting in audience. But honestly, I would have him pop up and beat somebody's ass at the, the end of the night. <laughs> like, you know, and you know what's funny? I've been looking at AEW, some clips from it. They keep having Britt Baker sit in the audience the same way she was doing with, um, I don't know what that is. she was at NXT. And I, I was, I've been meaning to ask y'all, like, why do they keep doing that? Like, they were doing because that. Th- because they think it's funny. Yeah. Because they were making fun of that. Because you remember during the takeover and that can, and they axe, and then that whoever was in the fucking room or in the back of pan to Brit when they shouldn't have. And then Marl was like, oh, that's Britt Baker's Adam Cole's girlfriend. So that's like a running gag on AEW. Yeah, AEW. Cool. How long the gag gonna run? Just... It lasted only a couple weeks. Okay, a couple weeks. Cool. Yeah, they haven't done it in a while. They haven't done it in a while, actually. Oh, I don't watch that company. I refuse to. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to pop in really quickly and let you guys know that I'm just going to give you guys a little quick break from the show. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. We try very hard to put this together. And as we always say, it's a very DIY labor of love. Now, this week, we have a couple of words that I wanted to make sure I highlighted on our show. And from now on, I'm going to do just that. Miss Trinity 5-2 has earned our Bad Bitch Award this week. Last week, it was given to Bianca for her amazing performance in the Royal Rumble. And this week, we're giving it to Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity 5-2. Naomi put on a great performance in the Rumble as well. And, of course, she is putting it down in the ring, as she always does, with her feud that is budding with Miss Best Friend Pam Bailey. Okay? Now, of course, Trinity got a little bit of backlash. Well, a lot of backlash. She's continuing to get backlash all over social media from her hair to the way she looks to the way she wrestles to even her her Royal Rumble stunt at the Rumble that is also being critiqued and tore down by our Fuck You Award recipients Brian Alvarez and his you know budding crew but to end this podcast on a decent note 
We appreciate you, Naomi. We love you, and we don't want anything but the best for you. And as far as my friend Nicole always says, you deserve all the nice things. So we hope and pray that this feud with you and Bailey is bomb, and we can't wait to see what you're going to do next. So congratulations to you, Naomi, on receiving the Bad Bitch Award from Down for the Count. And we just want to give a big-ass fuck you to Brian Alvarez and everybody at the Figure for Online podcast. Do better when you know better. And on that note, I'm going to send you guys back to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. We just talk about AEW and get it over with. Yeah, they do review AEW. We do yeah, review but I'll be AEW. On this one. <laughs> he doesn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't missing much. Um... <laughs> AEW Dark. Oh, God. Um, it's a thing that happened, and um, it was bad. <laughs> they need to fix AEW Dark. I don't know what's going on lately. Wait, what? Well, don't start, Doc. Don't start, yo. Like, chill. <laughs> if we're talking what about... It, when we say AEW Dark is a better show, they're showing us the talent that we were promised we were going to be seeing. That's where the women went for like what a solid three months. That's where they still at. Well, most of them. Um, but now it's becoming like it's just it's becoming really bad. And then you know the show is okay. show opens up. Fox comes out, Ohio. Bo- Nicole, I'm so glad we didn't pay money for this show. Um, you know how fucking mad. Well, you know how mad I would have been. Yeah. You know how mad I would have been. I'd find you white claw all night trying to calm me down. <laughs> well, I okay. So white let's, claw in the ring. <laughs> let's just do a little context, okay? So AEW was here in Cleveland this week. And I I couldn't go, and Nicole and Alexis were going to go, and we were supposed to meet up for dinner, but plans fell through for all that stuff, okay? So it wasn't great, but I had a friend who went, and he said that he was happy with it. I mean, he showed up in an NWO shirt, and NWO, you know, the old NW world title belt with the spray-painted NWO mm-hmm. on it? That's what he showed up to the show in, and I was like, okay. Yeah, you're you're just happy to be there. So he said he had a good time, and he said they they had the AEW Dark Show afterwards, and he liked it. And I was like, oh okay, so they put on a decent show. And he was like, yeah, I like the show, but I I I don't think he watches it regularly like like y'all do. So I think he was just happy to be there. Well, but that makes sense. Mock Pop, because you know he's from Cincinnati, but he still he reps Ohio no matter where he goes. And you know, he got the whole crowd behind him, and then the inner circle comes out. I'm so tired of seeing them. They're becoming like they're in their new theme. I didn't notice it at first, but I had to go back and rewatch it. Their the inner circle's theme sounds a lot like Undisputed Era. Really? It, Is it the same know. band that made it? I don't mm. know. Because usually when they come out, it's Jericho's theme to from his shitty ass band, and um, <laughs> you know, and I can say that because I paid money to see Fozzy, but this is when Chris Jericho was still hot to me, so I didn't mind mm. it. Yeah. Oh, 
no dog no no <laughs> if you guys want to listen to it again to me it sounded like undisputed errors theme and a lot of people on twitter is like mm. it just ripped off it was either undisputed era or i saw evolution being thrown around i was like mm. that's a copyright infringement right there um mm. they got like this you know him and jericho talk 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 and then Santana and Ortiz, they got dragged for this because one of them, I'm, I'm so white, but I'm going to have to do this anyway. They're, they yelled at hooty hoo or some shit like that. <laughs> so, and like all their little thug buddies came out and tried to jump Mox, but of course, you know, Mox beat him up. And I saw one guy on Twitter, he's like, you know, I lived in, you know, I lived in Harlem and I work in Brooklyn. I know for a fact, if you made that noise, your boys would not come running. Like, what the fuck was that? Uh, the whole show, I mean, hold on, I need some notes. Hold on, just like some stuff. Um, um, oh, here's one one good thing. Um, SoCal Uncensored, um, it were obviously because they're from Southern California, um, especially Scorpio Sky, were huge Kobe Bryant fans. Mm-hmm. And so they came to the ring and Laker. They came to the ring and wrestled in Lakers jerseys. Also, oh, and their also, and tights were black and black and gold too, like yeah. uh, And also, um, as of today, their new shirt that they have that they have debut. The proceeds for that is going to go to the uh, Mamba Foundation to help. Um, benefit the families, other families who are involved in the accident. So, um, in case our people don't know, um, Vanessa Bryant um, put together is using the Mamba Foundation to do have set up money for the other families that were involved in the accident yeah, last is. Sunday. I just so. Know. I can't believe it's been a week, dude. So kudos to Vanessa for not only being strong and having to deal with this, but also putting, putting the foot forward and to do this when she honestly could be selfish and just think about herself, obviously at a time like this. She's a bad person. Like, like, so we won't keep praying for you, girl. Yes. Um, AEW notes. Um, Young Bucks. Oh, my God. So there was a Young Bucks match that I actually cheered for him for against the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, or as I like to call it, the hipster, Mr. the evil hipster, Mr. Monopoly, the Gimp, and the token blonde chick. Oh, my God. What are they, the Dark Order? Oh. No, God, no. He comes out, he looks like a freaking hipster, like, the big dude looks like a fucking hipster, because he's covered in tattoos, and he's got a handlebar mustache, he looks like Mr. Monopoly's evil brother, and then, uh... What? The, that's what he looks he like. He does, he looks like Mr. Monopoly. Look up the Blade and the Bunny. <laughs> Go look them up it's, right now. That's their names? The Blade and the Bunny? That's their names? The Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, that's their name. Y'all lying. Yeah. I swear to God. It's it's uh Ali's Ali's husband. I can't remember. He was in TNA or Impact. I can't remember his name. He comes out wearing a fucking get mask 
And then here comes Alexis Light. Oh, Braxton Sutter. We're in a legit get mask, dude. Like I'm like, this motherfucker went to his local sex store because he's trying to bring some sort of character to life, and this is the best that he could have came up with. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he got Oh, that is so weird. It looked like a bad version of Saints Row 3. I don't like it. It's horrible. I'm going to send it in in the group so you can see it. This is bad. Allie comes out. She's wearing those, you know, those lace bunny ears that Ariana Grande makes famous when she first got, when she first came out. Yeah. She's wearing those, a bustier, you know, some super little lace mask trying to look tough the whole time she's yelling and screaming and like if you follow us on twitter when she's out there the whole time i'm just typing shut the fuck up Allie! shut the fuck up Allie!" someone please enter and they basically hired guns from from mjf to to take out cody's cody's circle of friends and like mjf's out there Um, and beat them off and yelling fucks kick their ass and it's just like I have so many questions. I was three three beers in at that point. um, Wait a minute. Okay. So, Allie, okay, I need to clarify a thing. So, Allie is the girl that tried to go up against um, Awesome Kong and um, uh, what's the one? What's her name? Brandy Rose, whack ass character. And they, they beat her up and cut her hair off, right? Yes, she became evil, apparently. Well, after that, you know, she just crossed the paths with Brandy. She just turned evil. But why does she look you know, like the Okay, voodoo, so though? this is this is my thing. I have, and this is probably going to go on a tangent. So I have like a very big problem with this. Their I have their women's division is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And there's it is what it's just terrible. This is oh damn that. This is going towards <laughs> Ring Ring of Honor level of bad. Where Ring of Honor is bringing yeah. back an old title, but yet their women's title is MIA and erased from their website. What? There's there's technically no active women's title at all on Ring of Honor. Period. Okay. That's, but that's, that's besides the point. I'm going to move on from right now because I'm not going to waste my time. Um, so you have Allie. Allie is okay. She's not a. She's an okay wrestler. She's not terrible, but she's not that great. But she could work on it if they had her. Guess what? Wrestle. Yeah. So you don't. So you have her being a valet. You have <laughs> Penelope Ford. Being a ballet. Who is one of the best wrestlers on there, period. Period. She mm-hmm. is. Yep. I will agree. Penelope before is a better wrestler than Joey Janela, and she's a better wrestler than the man that she's valeting, Kip Saban. Oh. And you can quote me on that. And I actually but like Kip Saban. I like oh. him too, and that's not being shady, but I'm just being real. And yeah. guess what she's doing? Valeting. And then you have Rio Lesnar. Who... <laughs> what? What? That is her. 
my god. Well, I heard she hasn't been there because she had Brooke bookings at Wild Wrestling. I don't give a shit. Well, Wild Wrestling is recorded. They they record that ahead. So. They only record. Wild Wrestling gets recorded in like a month. Don't, don't, that's not even a fucking excuse. (laughs) No, I'm serious. No, they don't, they don't have a long season for Wild Wrestling. So it's not like they're like wrestling for like six months. That's done in a couple months. They're finished. That's how Tessa was able to do it and still be, you know, doing committing her engagements with Impact. So I'm, and I'm, that, she was yeah. also a triple. She was also a triple A champion briefly during the early half of her WOW. So she was the WOW champion and she was a triple A champion. And she was on Impact with her other multiple indie bookings. And then, so I'm going to, I'm going to eventually go somewhere with this. So you have Rio, who's never fucking there. And then you have, but then you have all these random matches with women that people don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, I get it, what they want to do. I know I understand the gist of what they're trying to do is expose people to wrestlers, especially mainstream audience to wrestlers that they would not have seen otherwise. But if you're a new company, you can't do that, especially when they don't have personalities and you're not building them. So you can't just put a fucking Emmy Sakura on there. And then everyone's like, why is this bitch dressed up like Freddie Mercury? What's going on? Like, I'm confused. And then you have Rio, who people are like, people are like, okay, I, they were starting to really like her, but then she's never there. And then you have Awesome Kong, who is one of the best women's wrestlers within the past 20 odd years, mm-hmm. barely wrestling, and is a mm, fucking cutting side hair. piece. For cutting Brandy hair. Rose, who can't wrestle the same her life. For Brandy Rhodes. Can't Russell can't talk, can't announce. Well, she can't announce. Yeah, she she was actually good at that. She can Um, do that. Damn. But (laughs) it was and it's just it's like what are they doing with the women's division? And it's pissing me off because people are like, Okay, we'll give them time. I'm not going to give them time because I remember I was like, I will beat people over the head with this. When they had that press conference, I watched that press conference at least two times, two or three times. I rewatched it the second time because the first time watching it was super, it was just like horrible quality. Mm-hmm. They quote, quote, said that they're, they were going to take their women's division very seriously and that That's it was going said. to be equal to the men's division. And now yeah. that it's all fucking a wonky, and when people try to ask people like, Kenny Omega, who is spearheading the women's division, apparently, about mm. what's going on. People are being rude or they're making shit up. I'm like, no, you never should have said this. You could have been like how Court Bauer is on MLW. Court Bauer is the person who's in charge for MLW, and people were asking, and once they revamped, people are asking for a women's division. He was like, I'm not just going to hire a bunch of people and not know what to do with them. He's like, I'm going to take art. We're going to take our time, find people 
build a division correctly so I can do right by them. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's what he's... I... No, go ahead. And that's what he's doing. And if they wanted to do that, then they should have fucking said it in the first place. Don't come out and give all these half-assed promises because you want to turn up against WWE. Mm. But I would have been... I, this would even be an issue for me if they flat out said we're, we want to scout women for literally all walks of life all around the world and bring mm-hmm. people in homes that you have never seen before and you might want it right away but it's going to take us some time I would have been like sure fine, fine. see I would, not, I would not I'd give them I'd be like okay this is cool having this person this is cool I would not be giving them this energy if they said that this is my this is the thing that I was saying on Instagram and I've been saying that I just I just don't like the way that they came out if they had to present themselves differently nobody would be saying anything because they were new they were new and they were trying to build their own company on their own it was their own arrogance that caused this firestorm okay Mm -hmm. so my only issue was a few weeks, matter of fact, a month or two ago, matter of fact, it was two months ago, Kenny Omega went on Twitter and had this open discussion where he was answering questions. And people were asking him valid questions. What about the women's division? Why isn't Rio on TV regularly? Why can't we see the women wrestling? And he ignored them and went straight for the, the bullshit-ass gamer questions. And when I'm posting it on Instagram, like, hey... They asked valid questions, and Kenny did not answer them. I could understand if he was bombarded, but I know you saw these goddamn messages. I know you saw them, because you answered questions after the messages that were sent about the women's division. So I'm getting bombarded by at least two or three particular people who are AEW fans who are upset because I'm asking questions. Oh, you just don't like AEW. I'm like, it's mighty funny how y'all come out the woodwork and be all on my ass when I'm not giving AEW no goddamn love and affection. But as soon as I say something about WWE that goes against them, here you come. AEW's finna go down in the ground. Well, WWE's finna go down. WWE is, is, is trash. But AEW got issues too. Their production value is not great. Their women's division is non-existent, damn near. And Nicole is right. The women are considered as side pieces and ballets. The very same thing that she was pissed at WWE about not even three or four years ago. So if you're going to call one company out, you have to be fair and call out the other one. Nobody's perfect. They all have their quirks and their clicks. But all I'm saying is I get a smoke to everybody. And you damn right I'm going to talk about AEW because AEW is the one who brought it on themselves. They're the ones who came out, oh, we're not like WWE. We're not going to have our women, you know, their side pieces and mouthpieces. They're going to be a focal point for our company. They're going to be right and center. Where are they at? Because we don't see them. Big Swole is sitting up on AEW Dark. You don't get to see that. And I'm sorry about them. Okay, no, that's another one. Was not good. Okay, let, no, let me... I'm gonna go off. That's another one. I'm sorry, Swole. I forgot about you. That's a big one. She should be on TV. Period. Yeah. End well, of story. Was on TV, but at this and... point, I just want to say this to our new <laughs> listeners: This is our weekly PSA of 
we will come for you because we are equal opportunity shit talkers. And unless you are paying our bills, we will continue to talk shit about you. So just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, because low key smack if we're and it's like, oh, you guys are biased. Honestly, SmackDown is really bad right now. If we're going to be honest. Yeah, I thought SmackDown was good this week. I hate, I did not. I, I think as a whole, I think, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. Um, as a whole, Raw has a superior show. I do. Uh, I I disagree wholeheartedly. So I I the only reason I still watch all the people so all the people that I like are on SmackDown, but everything is more consistent on Raw. I disagree. Mm. I just I feel like, like storyline wise. Like I, I think didn't. It's, too. I loved it. I think that SmackDown is is more consistent. It's more mm-hmm. concise. It's very cut and dry. It's not like you don't understand what's happening or if you leave and not watch it for a week, you won't understand what's going on. You'll be very clear that there's still continuing storylines or ending them. Are some parts of it not great? Yeah, because I think sometimes they're they're not utilizing the Intercontinental Championship the way it needs to be utilized. It's not being pushed correctly but overall i tend to enjoy smackdown more than i do raw like i can give or take a lot of things that happens on raw and there are only like maybe three or four matches that i genuinely enjoy on raw and then after that like i don't even remember half the things that have happened Mm -hmm. i can run down smackdown easy because i actually sat and watched it i I really like SmackDown. I'm I'm the like it. No, the matches are good. I think all the story, the only good storyline in my opinion right now is I am not counting Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt because uh, that's done. The yeah. only good continuing storyline is uh, Mandy and Otis. Like the matches, the match quality is better. Like, don't get me wrong, the match quality is better on SmackDown. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, but at the same time, like, the Intercontinental Championship is so disrespected. Bailey is probably the blandest champion, male or female, I've seen in God knows how long. Well, you might be right about that. Um, Honestly, they're, they're... their women are getting used better. Yeah. Except for Bailey. Bailey has just all sorts of more mess well, going on with her. And then she it's did. like the constant, like, why does Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns need to fight every fucking week? Why do they need to play with dog food every fucking week? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's you. weird. They, it's they weird. Like it's literally, it's now. been... And I'm not exaggerating. It's like some variation of those, all those people has happened for like three or four. Like, why? Why? Is this in someone's contract that they need to, was this like a weird fox clause that they had to have, like, do like dog food bullshit for an extended period of time? You know that's Vince. That has Vince written all over it. And you know, so like that's, and that's like a big, and that real, that complete, that took that took me out i of the whole entire show and that's in general and i'm like why is this a thing 
I thought it was hilarious that he got covered in dog food. Me too. I felt like it was turnabout is fair play. I loved every bit of it. They over-promoted it, but it was good. Yeah, Michael Cole kept screaming about it, and I was with Corey, because that one looks at Cole and goes, are you okay? Like, what is your fascination (laughs) with this? And Cole's like, I just want to see someone get covered in dog food, and Corey's like, okay. Uh Like, you know, there's that moment of, like, He's just like, all right, all right, cool. Um, we're going to send you to the same nursing home JR needs to go to. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I understand what the Cole's saying, though, but, like, I just feel like on SmackDown, I feel like storylines, like, flow. Like, when she, one storyline ends, the next one starts. On Raw, it's kind of dragged out, and it's kind of mm-hmm. seems like you see the same people. SmackDown does at least move through. You see the same people on Raw. Like, even though you can say, like, we see, like, the same variation on SmackDown. It's the same. Because, like, I feel like Raw is just a narrative to push Seth and Becky. And I will forever stand by that. It's just, like, at least they're even doing something with their tag division. Their tag, the Raw tag division is crap. Their Raw, the, the, like, I don't even know what they're going to do with the Raw Women's title for the next two pay-per-views or so. And it's, like, um, really... The only clear storyline, because now Andrade's out for the next month. The mm-hmm. only clear storyline right now is the, because um, you know, Brock's about to be gone for two months. The only clear storyline is Seth and Murphy and Kevin and Joe. But Joe is injured now, so I don't know how that's going to go. God, he got a concussion. He got a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Raw is just a mess. Yeah. That's like, why he was removed from that match, because he had... They said he had concussion symptoms. So mm-hmm. they, they're going to be doing you know how they are with concussions. One thing about that they did start doing was being very careful with people who get in concussions. Oh, so funny. he's going to be gone again. Jeez, man. Shit. So it's going to be Kevin and Kevin versus Seth and his group all by himself? Or does that mean they're just going to throw might, I, think, I, mean, I think they're going to pull They're probably going to throw Alistair into that. Because after the when the rumble has started, Buddy Murphy helped get rid of Alistair Black, KO, and Samoa Joe. So I think he was going to be pulled in anyway. Mm-hmm. But he's going to probably end up going looking. That's probably the fight he was referring to Monday when he had that. That's another thing with Raw. They have a lot of squash matches. A lot mm-hmm. of pointless oh my God, squash yes. matches. With Eric Rowan and yeah, Alistair. Yeah, Eric Rowan and... is irritating. I which they really do need to go somewhere with that. Yeah, either they need to they need to do something by next month with it, or they just need to drop it because people are already getting sick of it. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I don't care. They should have dropped it when they first brought it up in the board meeting. Should have dropped his ass. Period. He should have left right along with Luke Harper. Right. Uh, speaking Sorry. of, well, here's if we're talking about cringe. Um, Big Swole was on AEW Dynamite. She has grown on me. She had a match with Nyla Rose. Swole basically carried that whole fucking match. She had a match with Nyla Rose this week? Really? And Nyla was so fucking sloppy. Like she always is. I'm I'm sorry to say that, but she a half botch. I think she did like a half botch moonsault, which nearly she nearly took got hit like swole on the head. And then she did like a power bomb or some bullshit that looks sloppy as hell. And then it's like the infamous gif 
that came out. It's like Chris Chris Statlander, I think who it is. I, I can't tell. I can't tell because they're not putting anyone's personality on on display. Um, yeah. she, she ran in and she tried. No, it wasn't her. It was some other bitch. I don't even know who this, these people are. Like, some girl. <laughs> that girl that did that. That did that backflip outside the ring and Nyla didn't, you know, try to catch her or at least try to sell the move. Uh, she just yeah. moved out the way. They were yeah. dragging I was that like, girl. Oh. I was like, God I damn, felt so what? bad for her. They were dragging her. Bad for Nyla. Like she. I'm talking about I the other girl. Talking about the girl, the other girl yeah. who flipped. Yeah, they were dragging her. Well, why are they dragging her? Nyla's. Because the they one... said she botched the move. She did. Yeah, they... What who botched it though? Because Nyla was supposed to be there, but she slipped when she got out the ring and hit the floor. Her foot slipped and she slipped. But Nyla is the one who was not there. And I don't know if she was supposed to make it look like, you know, she, you know, moved out the way or how that was supposed to play out. But she slipped when she came out there. Because as soon as she hit the floor, her foot just gave out from underneath her. She was on the mm-hmm. ground. And I was like, oh. They could have, no. That was they, bad. <laughs> that was of the cringeworthiness, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Britt Baker. Oh and Britt came out, and she, I don't know what her deal is. It's like one minute they're trying to make her a face. The next minute they're trying to make her a heel. Last week she went after Tony and was, you know, t- trying to talk mad shit about him. And, like, I didn't understand why she kept saying, go make me Starbucks, like, go make me a latte Starbucks boy. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about Starbucks? And then someone told me when WCW went under to support his family, Tony went and worked at Starbucks. And oh, I'm like, fucked up. I'm like, <laughs> dude was supporting his family. So, you know, he, he had to do what he had to do. He murdered me because I would have told her all about show. herself. Well, then here's the thing. She keeps she's trying to say she's the face of the women's division. I said, bitch, you're the only one. And then she goes after JR. He deserved that. That was funny, though. She did. Hey, he, she was right, though. She what was right. Say? I mean, she was right, but I'm just like, what did she say? You, she was saying, like, you don't know who we are. You don't know how to pronounce shit. Like, people fucking booing her like and then she went for the joke she was saying like you know half your face doesn't work like some room (laughs) and i'm like you know i know we sit here and make fun of jr and that he can't pronounce and he doesn't know what he's going on and he needs to (laughs) to go to the nursing home or whatever but we never take a shot at like his cerebral palsy we don't do that that's not fucking cool so i don't know what they're trying to do one minute they're trying to build her up as a as a face, and then she comes out doing this. But I don't tell you, if she came out talking to me like that, I would have knocked her fucking ass out in those payless looking heels she was wearing. Not payless. Cheap, cheap ass looking Fashion Nova skirt and top. Oh my god. Oh, I like Fashion oh. Nova. I don't think <laughs> it is because of her boyfriend. So moving on. She had to say half his face didn't work. That's fucked up. Yeah, okay. she, she didn't have to say that. She was saying, I'd have, told her that. I'd, I'd have been like, well, clearly you're not as good as you think you are. You're here in AEW. You thought your ass was going to be in WWE, didn't you? Well, well, well your man saying, is there, but your ass is here. So. The, the rumor is 
get signed to WWE, it's because she, because this was after Adam Cole got signed, and they wanted her in the Mae Young Classic. This is just a rumor, so please don't come for me if it's wrong. She walked back there with the biggest fucking attitude, like, yeah, I'm Adam Cole's girlfriend. They're going to sign me. They're not going to split me up. Yep. Look what happened. Shoot. Just a little bit. I don't like her. Like, I don't get it. It's like they're trying to build her into a face or a heel or make her in between. Do something. Um, Another cringy moment. The Dark Order versus Brandon Cutler and Sonny Kiss. Now, Sonny Kiss was living his share of Horowitz fantasy in his gear this week. I love it. I loved it. I love seeing Sonny Kiss on my TV. So anytime he's on AEW Dark or Dynamite, I accept it. It was a bear. It was a squash match. Like, he, Brandon Cutler didn't even get one tag in. And the Dark Order's just wailing on Sonny Kiss. And I'm like, this is one of the most athletic guys you have in your in your roster and you're not using him and that pisses me off like he did this cool like over the top rope split onto one of the guys from the dark order and the way he did it it was so smooth i was just like damn i i better fucking not see them Try to tote Sunny around in June. I will lose my fucking mind. What's going on in June? It's Pride Month. Oh hell no! I then will that means, lose Sunny. Then that means you're gonna Myla. Oh my! You don't understand, and I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. You don't understand. How much I would lose it. Uh, you sound I pretty- would lose it. Because they deserve better than that. Both of them. Oh my god, I'm just thinking about it. It's just it's just giving me a headache. Uh-huh. I would light up Kenny's, <laughs> Cody's, and Tony Khan's and Brandy's shit up. You have no idea. They'd all block me. They'd block me, and then they do, and they'd have to do an order. <laughs> Shit. I, I, would I rip understand them apart. completely on that. Do you really think they're gonna sink that fucking low though? Um. You never know. The silence says not. yes. I mean, WWE do the. Yeah, they'll do. WWE does it, they'll be like, oh, Pride, we support gayness sometimes when it's convenient. And then they go to Saudi Arabia a week later. And I, at last thing I asked her was, do you think they're that low? And then yeah. I had something come in with her saying, well, you know, WWE, we like, we love and support our, our LGBTQ plus fans and blah, blah, blah. And that was the last thing I heard. No, I, I think they are that low. I, I, I think they will do that. They probably will uh, create a storyline for him. Because Nyla's on TV occasionally, but now she's she's not on there at all. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Because, you know, they want more eyes. It's Pride Month. They just gained this second show from TNT. So, 
work on your first damn show. I, they don't. Well, according to these fans who be coming at my neck because I I give my opinion, there's nothing wrong with the show, and I'm just we just hate it. Yeah, they hate it's the like, same thing. I'm like y'all can't even keep the camera angle straight when you're watching a damn match. How the fuck am I a hater? I can't even watch it in peace. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. It gets fucking worse. Where are my notes? Um, so it's Kip Sabian versus Cody. Oh. And the whole time, Penelope, Penelope Ford, probably one of the best women wrestlers of this generation, if not decade, keeps getting involved. The ref don't see it, but anytime Arn Anderson points or anything, the ref starts losing his absolute shit. <laughs> and it's the funniest damn thing, because you'll see, like, Penelope, like, grabbing Cody, like, pulling him down, you know, all this shit. And Arn starts dealing with the ref, and the ref is, like, losing his damn mind at him. And then at one point, I thought this was a really dumb move, because Penelope, I know those shoes that you had, girl, and they were not cheap. She had sequin Doc Martens on. She threw one in the ring. Because she's a bad bitch, and she can do those things. So she throws the boot. Arn sees it because, like, she I, I was drunk at this point, so I don't remember. <laughs> Basically, Adam Page at this point. Like, I show up, I drink, and I go home at the end of the night. Um, I wish I could do the buckshot lariat, lariat though. Um, Arn sees it. He has the boot. The ref is yelling at him like his the ref's face is completely red at this fucking point. And Arn's like, she threw her fucking shoe. <laughs> and then Arn gets up on the ring post. Meanwhile, you know, Kip and Penelope are yelling at each other, you know, doing the team up on Cody. The ref's like, don't make me throw you out. Don't make me throw you out. Here's Arn, this old ass man, taller than this ref. Oh, wow. He takes the boot, which I looked these up. They're at least like 150 bucks on sale. He throws the shoe out into the crowd, and he touches the ref, and the ref throws him out. The way this ref is acting, while meanwhile Penelope is like hitting Cody, like pulling on his boot, and it's like anytime this old he's and he'll see it. There's one shot where the ref deliberately sees her. Holding on to Cody Rhodes, and he goes, and it goes back to my big. I won't go into it because I know I went into it last episode about consistency. Yeah. Last episode, if y'all haven't watched that. <laughs> Something happens. It's all clear to me, and I don't want to watch AEW again. Cody hits the crossroads on Kip three times because now he's aggro Cody, and he wins. And then their main event was a private party and Darby Crash versus the inner circle of Chris Jericho and Pride and Powerful. Jericho the entire time is wearing a Puerto Rican like bandana around his throat. (laughs) (laughs) Because one guy disrespectful. Like this guy was going off. Like he goes, if I was in if I was in Cleveland right now and I saw that motherfucker on the street wearing that, I'd bust his ass. I was like, ooh, goddamn. Like Yeah, well, he they were downtown. 
<laughs> Penelope says, "I would have, I would have found your shoe for you. Oh. I want, I want to have you walk around like that." The only thing about AEW that's saving it for me right now is besides most some of the indie people that I like their wrestling on it. Um, like the spot I thought was kind of funny, like during the match. Like Kip and uh, Penelope went to lean in to kiss, and a wild Joey Janela like just appears out of nowhere, like sticks. That was real. I thought that was just like a a picture that they photoshopped or something. That was real. What was real? They go and lean in to kiss, and Joey just sits up, or like you just see this big bushy white boy fro looking hair sitting. Hey guys, unfortunately we have run out of time, but I'd like to say on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we appreciate every single one of you for listening to our podcast. This is a labor of love and like Alexis always says, it's a DIY. So we're putting it together with spitting sticks. (laughs) Make sure you guys follow Doc Wrestling on Instagram. Thank you so much, Doc, for joining us for these next couple of episodes. We greatly appreciate it. You're a great guest to have and we would love to have you back anytime. Make sure you follow him. He always posts great content on his Instagram and make sure you guys come back here because we're going to finish up talking about wrestling. We're also going to cover some topics that were pretty big. The Brian Alvarez and Naomi situation was pretty big on Twitter this week as well as Ryback's recent comments toward WWE about owning his trademark name Ryback and how WWE wants him to pay 200k to get it back. If you want to know our thoughts on all that stuff and more and of course our highlight episode, our bonus episode this week in Black History. Don't forget to meet us right back here at Down for the Count, and we'll see you guys in our next one. Make sure you guys send your voice messages so you can be included in the podcast just like these guys. Another sick episode, ladies. Great job. I loved it. I like how informative you guys are during the episode. Like when you're talking about Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Indies, other wrestling factions, and you give a little bit of information along with the topic and or subject. It's it's hot. <laughs> Great job. What you guys have here is absolutely amazing. Down for the motherfucking count. This show was hot. I had no idea about the whole Tessa Blanchard thing. And it's so crazy because I was actually watching WOW Women's Wrestling. And one of the first episodes I watched, Tessa Blanchard was on that episode. And I was actually a smidge of a fan of hers. And I had no idea that this was that this had happened. I saw all the reports of her winning the title, but I didn't know that she had this whole derogatory and spit thing going on. Tessa, girl, you tried it, but I bet you won't try it no more. This is a high episode, you guys. Great job. 
What's up, y'all? It's your boy AT2 here from Talk the Real Deal with AT2, which you can check out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. All right, enough of the self plugging, but I wanted to say I think uh, you guys are doing something amazing. It's nice to hear uh, wrestling from, you know, three women, and especially because you guys have your own individual personalities and ideas and thoughts. Um, also, I wanted to comment in on Rebby Sky because I I know or Rebby Hardy, whatever her name is, um, because somebody made the comment like one day she's going to get her ass whooped. I think she already did from Awesome Kong when they're in TNA. Don't quote me. I tried to find it, but I couldn't. But I think she did get her ass whooped by Awesome Kong, which I hope she did. All right. Deuces, y'all.